Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer for Alpha, and I'm joined by my colleague, Dr. Petra Puskarova, our expert on the European commodity markets. Um, Petra, what's the latest situation? One dreads to look at the news these days because power and gas prices in Europe have been going through the roof. Is that still happening? Markets actually went through the roof, especially on Monday morning, uh, following the announcement of the unexpected extra three days maintenance on Nord Stream 1, which will start next week. Immediately on the open on Monday, uh, you could see at least a 50 euro premium in German power. And of course, there have been substantial increases in gas prices too. And as we mentioned last time we spoke, actually there's been quite encouraging news about the amount of gas that's going into storage in Europe. And it looks like um, some of the European targets for uh, replenishing that might be hit rather rather sooner than expected, notwithstanding the concerns about Russian gas flows. But of course that's, you know, having a stock of gas is helpful, but it's not a substitute for a flow, is it? So, you know, how serious an issue is it if, uh, you know, Russian gas doesn't start flowing after this so-called maintenance period that's going on at the moment. So that will be a problem and that's what the market is pricing at the moment. In terms of the injection uh, that you've mentioned, that continues at a very steady pace. We should be able to meet 80% across Europe in basically next few days because the average speed of the injection on the rolling seven-day basis continues to give us around 2.3 terawatt hours a day. Why the market rallied and we discussed this internally, the problem is that we now know about this maintenance. It's starting in a week, which is giving especially the forward market the opportunity to continue to rally for at least next seven days to only retreat once and if the gas comes back after the three-day maintenance. Right. Well, that's obviously something to look out for. I mean, you know, those of us of a cynical disposition, and we've hardly become less cynical as a result of recent events, might wonder exactly what games Russia's playing. I mean, it's in a position of being able to move the market. It has control over flows, and, and, the, and the market is desperately tight. So it'd be surprising in a way if, uh, if that tool wasn't being manipulated, uh, particularly given other geopolitical concerns in Ukraine at the moment. Let's see. But on power, I mean, power markets have been very tight too, uh, particularly in France. Has there been any good news now? Obviously the weather was a problem, uh, discharging um, uh, heat from from nuclear power stations into rivers and indeed low river levels in Germany and elsewhere, uh, constraining movements of of barges with coal. Are things starting to improve there a little bit? No particular updates on the French nuclear availability apart from the ongoing issues. Um, Maybe there were some developments in terms of Germany and German supply. Maybe to a certain extent, by surprise, Germany has chose to, instead of extending the lifespan of some of the nuclear stations, to use some of the coal-powered uh, plants instead, which doesn't really you know, fall in line with the green agenda, but decision has been made. Especially now, for example, during the three-day uh, gas maintenance on Nord Stream 1, to ensure the power security in Germany, one of the coal plants will go online to stabilize the system, but the extra volume or power generated will not be available for the market and for trading. 
Indeed. And from a security of supply point of view, it's a very good thing. We have some extra coal capacity that can be used this winter in Europe. Of course, it's the exact opposite of what we need from a climate change point of view. And, uh, you know, with that in mind, presumably all this extra coal burning in, in, in place of gas, it must must be leading to even further pressure in the, in the carbon markets. And it'd be interesting to know, you know, how, how resilient um, the carbon market has, has proved. So market acted exactly as we expected during uh, August. Uh, on the back of strong fuels and fin trading activity, we have seen uh, carbon testing those highs at nearly 100 euros per ton. It wasn't anything unexpected. What happened and why we are seeing some retracement in, uh, in carbon is, of course, the, I can honestly say, explosion in the gas market, causing uh, further increases to gas users posing further risks on some demand response in terms of European demand because some of the users are now choosing to tune down their production to do not pay these extremely high prices, which is then of course impacting the immediate demand for carbon EUR certificates. Right, so it's a two-way street on this one, and I can quite see how significant that could be for German and other European industry. You know, there's a price at which you simply can't afford to manufacture products if you're exposed to trade from outside. And thinking of trade from outside, you know, Europe's dependence on imported gas. And what what, what is the situation both for gas internationally outside Europe and more particularly the availability of American and other gas to flow here? Some differences and some patterns uh, persist. Of course, the UK and BP continues to trade on the day ahead basis at significant discounts to TTF, given lower or basically nearly non-existent exposure to the Russian flows. Asian spot has picked up in line with increasing European prices, and we just had some volatility on uh, US prices following an announcement that Freeport LNG plant will be delayed by a few weeks causing, of course, some further reasons for European gas to grow, but also for US gas prices to fall, as it will mean further gas availability at home in the US to fill in their own gas storage. So the, uh, the competitive advantage for America over Europe continues. I suspect even at maximum outflow that that will be the case, but the magnitude of it may be uh, a little different. And is, is there anything we should be looking out for in the next few weeks in terms of availability of plant or international developments that could, could have an impact in the market? And few maybe milestones. Uh, we've discussed this uh, on our last podcast. In terms of carbon, full stock of auctions is coming back on the 12th of September. By the 5th of September, we should have the gas uh, flowing again via Nord Stream 1. So again, if we would want to watch out for something, let's target mid-September to see if gas returned. How are traders dealing with the availability and uh, how are they assessing the prospect of the demand for carbon certificates should industry be impacted by high gas prices? And how quickly we're able to get to European pledges related to the gas as in, in the storage. That still looks all right in terms of its pace, and we should be able to meet those targets should nothing unprecedented happen. 
Well, I hope that's right. And uh, it's not going to be a good situation, whatever happens, but at least uh, that aspect of it looks a lot more healthy than it than it might have done. And, and lastly, and perhaps a little bit pessimistically, on the subject of demand destruction and, uh, you know, reduced industrial demand for energy in, in Europe and so on, there's only a certain amount governments can do, isn't there, to insulate businesses from, from these costs. Some member states are taking different initiatives on it, but they couldn't afford to bail out the industrial sector, even if, even if it was a good idea and and frankly difficult that is we're going to need some demand response this winter to get through it i suspect aren't we there, is, there simply won't be enough supplies to meet normal levels of demand it will depend on the weather and it will depend on the continuity of lng and 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 russian flows in terms of demand we're already seeing german industrial demand being 20 percent lower than uh, previous normal years so some uh, demand response is already in place some governments are, of course, trying to help the industry. Of course, we've seen some gas caps being uh, introduced, we're seeing some rebates and so on and so on. Of course, the best resolution would be to ensure that gas comes in, which would be, of course, which would, of course, mean that some of those uh, sanctions need to be relieved. What we were seeing, there has been a quite interesting article mentioning one of the German deputies mentioning that there is not no immediate resolution to this situation. German industry is at very big risk. And he, the personally, this deputy was in favor of receiving more Russian gas until the independence isn't possible to meet by diversification towards LNG and some other sources. Well, I'm sure that's a sensible strategy in terms of um, diversification, both looking at indigenous production within Europe and more particularly being able to import um, gas in the quantities that's going to be required in order to keep um, the European economies going. So thank you. Thank you for your comments on that, Petra. It's, it's always been a joy uh, listening to your comments, uh, even in the very difficult circumstances we're in at the moment. And I hope you found those insights useful too. If you'd like to find out more, have a look at our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK and listen out for a podcast again from us soon.